You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. So Fox's pregame is blowing off Illinois. You know who's not blowing them off? Basketball recruits this weekend. It's a big weekend for Brad Underwood and the Illinois program. Um, Guard position is probably the priority now in the class of 2024, and got a four-star, Mikey Lewis, scheduled to be on campus to see what Illinois is all about. Could be a big thing. All right, Rich will break down recruiting on a busy football weekend. He'll talk about some eighth graders or just graduated eighth graders who are making big news, and he'll uh, take a dive into scheduling as well, like he loves to do in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back. After these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management... Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Gloomy Monday morning here in Champaign-Urbana, and, and Scott Ritchie is out of breath already. Um, he was just over at Volleyball Media Day. Anybody familiar with the Huff Hall situation, the setup right now? realizes you can't park near Huff Hall. So, Scott, I understand you jogged to State Farm Center where your your pickup was. <laughs> One, I don't run. <laughs> Two, don't drive a pickup, although I do appreciate them. And also three, yeah, like, can't park at Huff. And, like, there are metered spots along 4th Street, but I don't know, 10 a.m. on a Monday, they're not going to be, you know, super available. So, hmm. yeah, I just I have to have the mental agility today to go from volleyball availability to basketball podcast to football availability um plus women's basketball tonight so it's uh the great day it sounds like yeah i just it's a lot for my brain on a monday i gotta tell you <laughs> this is jim Rosso, vice president of news uh we'll try to keep up with mr Richie here today uh we'll get into that volleyball situation that it, it's a mess it's it's not right it's uh, it's going to lead to a miserable season. That's <laughs> yeah. my thinking. And I almost forgot. Uh, I got golf today, too, because Mike Small is going to speak before the football Let's go. Has. Any other sports? Soccer won yesterday, yeah. right? Uh, I think Janet Rayfield was there last week. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. The Illinois men's Cross golf country, team. maybe? Uh, who knows? But the Illinois men's golf team won their first fall tournament of the year over the weekend. Um, had a, their top freshman um, finish second, forced a playoff, but you know, lost to uh, in the playoff, and uh, turns out losing a couple All-Americans, three total All-Big Ten golfers, not a big deal because Mike Small is inevitable. Well, you know why? Because he's from Danville. All right, Danville tough. That's it's not wrong. All right. All right, this is the Inside Illini basketball podcast. Usually yeah. we have to keep Richie uh, from going all football on us, but he already he's throwing different 
uh, I'm a little sports. scattered on a Monday. Got, all right. a lot, got a lot on my plate. We'll try to rein you in a, l- a little bit here. It's a miserable. We don't want to talk football anyway. That was a miserable game on Friday. How was the How's the trip? Um, I got to tell you, the stretch on 36, we're going across the entire state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. It's desolate. I think is a a fair description. It's better than taking I seventy. I would say. Yeah, I've done that as well. I seventy is it's not desolate. It's dangerous, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a hilly Indy five hundred, is what it is. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's just I don't know, six and a half hours to Lawrence. Perfect. Look like a high school setting. Um, it's not an impressive stadium, right? But apparently they're renovating starting um, next year. Fifty years too late. Well, they just finally had to get a football team that was semi-competitive. Although they did have one, and it's been more than a decade, but I played in the Orange Bowl. A big Bowl. dude, that what, Mark Mangino? Yeah, took him to the Orange Bowl. Yeah. That was fleeting. But, right. uh, Sounds familiar. Yeah. Very familiar. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's fine. I marked another football stadium on my list that I've been to, um, up to 28 now. And if you're curious about basketball, I've covered college basketball in 41 different arenas. Hmm. Not uh, the Athletic and Recreation Center in Valparaiso, though. But I have not been there, no. Is that where, you're s- lost. Is that where the, the Beacons still play? That's where the Crusaders used to play. Made it to the Sweet 16 that one year, if you remember. I remember that. Okay. I walked around St. Louis's. I don't know what the arena was called at the time. That's where they played the Sweet 16, hoping to get a ticket. Just didn't. Didn't happen. Just went to a bar and drank the beer and saw him get smoked. Anyway, back to football real quick. I'm, I can't believe what Fox is doing. <laughs> All right, we had planned great stuff. We had planned great content ahead of the big, or whatever they call it. Fox Big Noon Saturday or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. The, the not the, college Yeah, game we day. had all sorts of stuff for Urban Meyer, you know. To mock him, ridicule him. I was going to show up in Grange Grove wearing a "kick me" sign. Maybe, no. uh, maybe a poster with Zach Smith's mugshot on it. I don't know. There's some <laughs> options. Uh, anyway, they bagged on Illinois. That's just plain old rude. Smart, but rude. Yeah, I mean, Ed Bond can't. Our our producer is beside himself. I got to tell you. Uh, Coach Prime out there in Boulder has like a million percent more juice than Illinois football does right now. Kind of reminds me, and let's let's transition this to basketball. And I told this to Paul Clear, our former beat writer back here in the day. It reminds me of when the Fab Five, for you old enough to to remember the Fab Five, I do remember when they came on the scene. It had that same kind of edgy vibe, you know. Colorado's edgy. You don't dare ask the wrong question. No, because right. And because he keeps receipts, don't dare call him Dion either. Don't don't use his given name. You have to call him Coach Prime. I I would not call him Coach Prime. But people are paying attention regardless. Just like the Fab Five, like him or hate him, they drew attention. Yeah, and they're two and zero, oh, and you know Colorado as we're back to football. Big win against TCU, and then mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if beating Nebraska is what you write home about that anymore, but still a good win. All right, Illinois anyway. one and one. Not going to get Fox Big Noon Saturday. Right. So there'll just be a game. Come by the News Gazette tent. Uh, you won't see Scott Ritchie. He's hard at work at the up in the press box already. 
Yeah, but down can, on the field, there's going to be, I think, a million recruits in. Are you talking football or basketball? Both, actually. Well, I don't care about football. Let's go basketball. Okay. Um, Who's still coming? Well, I mean, the big names are still Mikey Lewis, class of 2024, four-star guard out of Oakland. Um, and then Jeremiah Fears, um, I think four-star. I mean, kind of, I think he sort of is on the borderline between four and five, potentially. Um, class 2025 guard out of Joliet originally, but is playing his junior season at Compass Prep out in um, Arizona. So those are the big names. And then there's several other like unofficial visitors in, in like the 2025, 2026 classes. That's kind of who's made up the slate of visitors, albeit in just one home game so far. But All right. Give me their weekend. What happens if I'm a four-star coming in for a football weekend? What am I doing? Well, uh, Am I going to cams? No. Okay. Well, I, I can't say that for certain. I would imagine the coaching staff has plausible deniability of that. Well, happens. you're probably not 19, right? Probably not. Unless you're a portal guy. Yeah, that. Um, I don't know that that stops any of that, especially okay. if you're a recruit. I may or may not have witnessed some uh, high school basketball players at bars in Charleston when I was of age to be in them, and they were on their visit. So, just saying it might happen. But no, you, I mean, you get greeted at. They usually fly into to Willard a lot of the times. Um, That's a dicey start. Well, <laughs> it's either that or fly to Chicago and drive or fly to Indian drive. And that does happen sometimes. But if Which they, most of the networks do. Yeah. But Willard, it delivers you right to okay. the university's front door. Um, but greeted wherever, either picked up at the airport that's not Willard or greeted at Willard. Um, taken to the hotel, like if you've seen, like every visit everywhere is the same at the high major level, at least. Like take you to the hotel, and like they have what? all kinds of stuff, like on your bed, like snacks and posters and graphics and everything. News gazettes. I've seen that a time or two. Uh, cookie cake seems to be the big thing. Okay. See a lot of cookie cakes. What's the hotel of choice? Is it the Hyatt downtown, or is it something on campus? Um. I think the I Hotel is used some as well. Okay. Um, but so you got that, and then so yes, you fly in probably on the, I mean, it's 11 a.m. game, flying on a Friday night. Um, dinner, Saturday, you know, get kind of shown around campus, go to the football game, tailgate, um, and then I mean, the, the basketball specific stuff, you like go over to, you know, obviously, Tour State Farm Center up in get a million pictures taken in Illinois gear um, for future use. Perhaps if, say, you commit, they'll have photos of you in a jersey. Um, but also they push on social media. You know, players do you know, when they say, you know, I was here. Mm -hmm. um, but then you know, it's meetings with the coaches. Like This is especially like if it's an official. Like if it's an unofficial, there's maybe not quite as much to it. But if it's an official visit, like, say, Mikey Lewis, um, kind of they, they take – said recruit like kind of through how they would fit at Illinois kind of what their role could be maybe you know you show Mikey Lewis you know clips of Io DeSumo or Trent Frazier and like similar style guards and kind of say that's what these guys did here um, this is what you could do here as well and then 
Yeah, obviously lots of food, lots of snacks, golf cart ride, access everywhere. I mean, you live a pretty good life on the official visit. All right, looking forward to seeing how that plays out Saturday at the game. Hopefully the football team cooperates, keeps it close. Ed Bond thinks they're going to win. Told okay. me as much. I mean, they did they, beat Penn State a couple of years ago. Coming off a miserable game, if I remember. Yeah. The, pre- the previous week, so uh, the coaching staff has had some history of bouncing back. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Penn you don't have to worry about the quarterback running around like a wild banshee anymore. No, This but guy he, just drops back, doesn't he? Yeah, but he could throw for 500 yards. Why are we talking football again, Scott I don't know, Ritchie? You brought Doggone it, it. I was ready to pivot. Then we got the basketball. Reading the email from one of my writers. They're bugging me during the podcast. Don't bug me. I'm focused here on Scott Ritchie. Brad Underwood was in Kansas, correct? Yeah, spent... Uh, they got to stop being so friendly. Turns out like they're, they're good friends. Kidding. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I mean, it was essentially just, you know, a, a trip to Kansas to promote the charity exhibition game coming up on October 29th. Um, right. uh, Brad Underwood did kind of work the, the tailgates. There were a few Illinois tailgate spots. Um, but then, you know, he went on Kansas radio and sort of returned the favor for Bill Self. Also golfed with donors uh, while in Kansas. Didn't know there were Illinois donors in Kansas. I suppose they're suppose everywhere. They're, everywhere yeah, but that's smart. It's a great way to raise money, golfing with the coach. Yeah. Right? All right. Any recruits out in uh, that neck of the woods that he should be hitting in up while he's there? Not no, right okay. now. No. Okay. I don't, know, I don't. Has Kansas? Does they do they produce top tier basketball talent? Who was the old dude on Kansas, a balding fella who played for a number of years? Perry Ellis. Yes, <laughs> I think he's a. Was Kansas. he from Kansas? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, and then he never left because he p- p- played there for like nine seasons. Oh, uh, that'd be pretty cool to be tailgating though in Kansas if, if you're the Illinois basketball coach. Kudos to Brad Underwood for doing that. Yeah, I'm. Obviously, I mean he's a Kansas native. Not sure if he visited any pizza huts during his trip. Right. Just for nostalgia's sake. See if anybody was looking for a fight. Not sure. I'll have to ask him next time I see him. All right. Io was in town over the weekend uh, selling uh, pictures. Right? Yeah. Signing autographs. Signing autographs for a price. Yeah. Do you really need to do that as an NBA player? I mean, I, charging. Uh, I love that he came back and... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Bulls pay him pretty well. Right. But Nice of him, but I don't know if I guess all pro athletes do. The, the, that line between pro and college athletes is blurrier than ever. I can see college kids trying to make a buck nowadays with the NIL. When they do that, I mean. They do. They go uh, to Autograph the, signings and what have you. But uh, to have an NBA contract on your side and still charging for a buck, who knows? I mean, maybe for an organized setup like that. I mean, I don't know. I think I don't think he's like if a kid comes up to him at a game, he's not going to say fork over yeah. fifteen bucks more on the sponsor or more on the business yeah. hosting it than I O. All right, I feel better. You talk me off the ledge. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess he could be charging ten year olds like give me your milk money before I'll give you an autograph. But he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Is there still milk money? Dude? I don't know. That's probably an antiquated. <laughs> that's a eureka type phrase. Yeah. Well, I just had Do money for milk. Do kids still drink the milk in carton? 
carton at lunch? I got to tell you, I have no idea. You just you you had four kids just go through the school system, and I don't think they were drinking milk. Yeah, shout out to milk. All right, strong I love bones. Milk. All right, uh, basketball. I I keep seeing countdowns. Like we're fifty days away. Is that right? Yeah, what was it? John Rossine on the first Sunday of the NFL season made sure to let everyone know that we're very close to college basketball. I got to see what the number is because I don't remember. Um, but I think it's like 56 days. Ah, I love it. So, I mean, I guess technically it's, since it's Monday, eight weeks until the season opener for Illinois against okay. EIU, November 6th, I think. I think that's right. Last EIU reference of the day, and this is for you. I see their volleyball team still has not lost. 12 and 0. Take so that loss in the exhibition season was go, was okay for Illinois. No, it wasn't. <laughs> they're 12 they're 12 and 0. It's fine. The Panthers are a dynasty. Uh, that that's it's great for them and I'm all about yeah, you getting okay. 12 and 0, but still Illinois shouldn't Okay, back never to basketball. Lose. Yeah, Illinois keep... shouldn't lose to EIU in basketball either. Just put that out there. Did uh, happen once. I saw it. In these next fifty days, fifty six days or whatever, what uh, what's the focus for Brad Underwood? Don't tell me three point shooting either. Well, I was, I was about to do that. I know you were because uh, it should be a something focus. other than three point should shooting. be a focus. Um, I think it's just offense in general uh, because last year, and we heard it from the players, like they were not running you know offense as much as just you know get Terrence Shannon the ball. He'll go ISO, give Matthew Meyer the ball, he'll go ISO and make a play. Um, in fact, I think my <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from un- Brett Underwood after a game, and it was at Purdue, you know, he goes in the post game, he said that, you know, he called a play for the open, like first play of the game, he called it, and sitting in post game, he's like, I'm still waiting for us to run that play. So I think it's just that, plus, I mean, you've got new point guards, you know, Ty Rogers. Being the guy, um, he didn't run the point last year. I mean, just like a, a very little bit, uh, especially in that, that last game against Arkansas in the NCAA tournament. But like, it's—I think that's a focus. Like figuring out how they can be more effective and efficient offensively with him, and then who else is going to be in that mix? Like, is you know, there's a lot of hype around Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, you know, as an incoming freshman. I mean, that tactic. And, you know, letting a freshman run the point did not work last year, but Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn is not those guys. So, I mean, different person, different player, maybe it works. But, uh, like, does Nicola Moretti factor in there? Like, I think that's the main question to be answered. Like, you have Terrence Shannon, that's good. All Big Ten player, potential, I think, All-American type guard. But it's got to be something else around him. A couple some things, at least. All right, September is a big recruiting month around the Big Ten, around everywhere, really. Uh, Illinois, not the only one bringing in big studs for football games. Uh, who else is ma- making some moves in the Big Ten, Scott Ritchie? I keep seeing Indiana bringing in big names. Yeah, I mean, they just had one on campus this last weekend, Liam McNeely, uh, five-star forward. Uh, originally from Texas, plays at Montverde Academy down in Florida. Illinois had offered him, but he's not really in the mix. Um, yeah, like, so... Indiana getting, like, Jalen Huchifino last year was a big get. Uh, they got McKenzie Mbaco for this season. Huge get. I mean, flipped him from Kansas. Um, and then I think 
they're in a really good position with Liam McNeely, who's another you know elite level player. So Mike Woodson's doing some things in Bloomington. Um, that's sort of the recent recruiting stuff. I mean, there haven't been any commitments in the Big Ten that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, the, the highest-ranked player that could wind up at a Big Ten program in the senior class, 2024 class, is Dylan Harper, um, younger brother of Ron Harper Jr. and therefore son of Ron Harper Sr. Could wind up at Rutgers, like his brother did. Um, and Kansas has you know, kind of gotten in there late. Duke has been involved. But there's like real traction for him to go to Rutgers. And they already have Ace Bailey, who's the number three prospect in the class. So this is like Rutgers theoretically in the 2024 class could sign the number two and number three recruits in the country. Like that's bonkers. Mm. Steve Peichel getting done. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is your weekly Steve Peichel reference. But uh, like, I mean, it's, it's a legitimate thing that can happen like that. That'd be, it's good for the big 10. It's not good for the big 10. Mel Tucker news, uh, breaking over the weekend. Uh, basketball seems to be the only, uh, kind of able thing there at East Lansing. Does this ruin any of that momentum in any, in any strange way in your mind? I mean, everything else that's gone down in East Lansing hasn't derailed that yet. I mean, Tom Izzo just signed one of the best classes in the country in 2023. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still, I think, the top program in the conference. Purdue is threatening, but Long term, I mean, it's been Michigan State. And I don't know that that will change. It just depends on how long Tom Izzo is going to be there. I think that's the only thing that will affect Michigan State. But, no, I don't think Mel Tucker's issues have any – I can't anticipate that having any basketball blowback. Terrible thing, certainly. seems like Michigan State's doing what it needs to do, but – Good reasons. Getting another email from High School Confidential Kids. Um, that starts up here next week in the News Gazette, which brings me to any local basketball players. Do we have anybody that uh, that you know of that's drawn any Division One interest? Anything over in Danville, maybe? They seem to be our one of our most solid. Had a St. Joe kid signed with ISU last year. Yeah, Ty Pence. Um, That's following a Tuscola kid who went to Loyola the year before that. Jalen Quinn. So uh, I need to keep the streak going. Where are we at? Not certain. Okay. I mean, there's not okay. that huge name right now. There was a uh, Danville reference to Caleb Griffin. Uh, you took to Twitter to explain who he was paying tribute to after his game-winning field goal. Had a Danville had a Division One basketball tie to it, right? Yeah, um, Kendall Moore, who played at Danville with Caleb, um, was in the stands for the Toledo game. First time we'd ever seen Caleb play in person because every other football season, like he's been in basketball mode, either at Colorado State or then at Missouri State his final year. So that was a cool moment. Um, Caleb, you know, is the godfather of Kendall's daughter, so like they're really close. So that, that was a pretty neat story. All right, uh, Scott Ritchie, every morning. Uh, again, we've we've mentioned the 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Good morning, Illini Nation. Again, facing stiff competition from Oz Musson, who is, mm-hmm. has an AP Top 25 to throw out every day, or every Monday, I should say. He, yeah. likes, he likes Texas football. 
Where's Texas basketball? I mean, they'll be fine. Why are they not in the Final Four? I'm confused by Texas athletics. They have been for some time. But they're just not quite as good as they should be? Right. Um, like, they're decent. Like, are they in your top 25? I forget. Yeah. Preseason. Be. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so Rodney Terry got the full-time job. Right. After filling in on the, the right. interim basis. Last year. I mean, they did lose their top prospect in the 2023 class, Ron Holland. He chose to go to um, G League Ignite. So that's kind of a blow, but they still got talent. Like Tyrese Hunter's back. He's been, I mean, this will be his third year at Texas. They brought in Max Asmus from Oral Roberts, who's a threat to lead the nation, was a threat to lead the nation in scoring like the last mm, three years. Um, Dylan Mitchell came back. That's a big deal. Dylan Disu. As well, you know, they Caden Shedrick transferred from Virginia. Like they've got a solid team. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean they're solidly like in the in the twenties, the top twenty-five, I think. Okay, but you know, Kevin Durant, none of these guys are. That first AP poll will drop what late October? Is that right? Yeah, it's usually like the third week of October okay. or so. All right, who's the, who's making the biggest move up? Mm. And I and I really need to see it in print again. Scott Rich is what I'm getting to. Okay. Okay. At least a Big Ten power poll, if not a top <laughs> twenty-five, because it's been a while. Yeah. Um. Are there some maybe some thought that Villanova jumps up because the was it just Kyle Neptune's first year? Yeah, last year was Kyle Neptune's first year as coach, you know, replacing Jay Wright. They were fine. Yeah. They weren't great, but um, hit the transfer portal pretty hard actually I'm in the off season so I got some veteran guys including one Illinois went after TJ Bamba from transfer from Washington State um, picked Villanova so I think from just a last year to this year standpoint they probably make the biggest jump just because they weren't really a top 25 team last year but uh, that's, that's probably one Colorado well things are going great in football like they got kind of a decent thing going on basketball wise um, hmm. Tad Boyle is a really good coach um been Co- there a while. Yeah, coach actually coached Ty Rogers in the FIBA U eighteen Americas thing he did it, you know before his freshman year. Um but I got a really good freshman coming in. Cody Williams is the younger brother of the Jalen Williams that plays for the Thunder that went to Santa Clara because there's two Jalen Williamses on the Thunder. So um it's like five star caliber talent, Cody Williams. So interesting. Uh, they're an interesting maybe in my top 25. All right. Well, since Fox is blowing, uh, blowing us off this week, maybe we can get uh, ESPN's college basketball game day in maybe for the Michigan State home game. Is that right? Maybe I don't right? remember. I, I I would just like to see the Big Ten basketball schedule because yeah. we only know the opponents don't actually know like when these games are happening. And that's kind of an important deal for Illinois. Um, because there's going to be the early December games, and that's when Illinois already yeah. has a pretty tough stretch with you know playing Florida Atlantic at Madison Square Garden and playing at Tennessee in that same week. There should be Big Ten games, like, I don't think in between those, but like on either side of those. So they'll play a Big Ten team before they play at MSG and then probably play one after they play Tennessee. So that'll be a pivotal stretch of the se- early season and uh like if they get i don't know Purdue or Michigan State is one of those games like that's okay tricky 
They wrapped up uh, some uh, FIBA. Is that right? Is that what it's still called? Yeah, the World Cup yeah. <laughs> finished over the weekend. Uh, yeah. the, the, US the U.S. finishing finish. fourth. Yeah. Well, the team was not good. No. I mean, cannot say that that was... Like, Anthony Edwards was their best player. Like, he's a yeah. star. or star adjacent, I guess. Um, you know, like, Austin Reeves, Paolo Bencaro. Yeah. I mean, they're good players, but not... Right. I mean, that's not the team that's going to be in the Olympics, would be my guess. Andres Feliz played... Yeah, for the Dominican Republic. Well... Yeah, he was... Uh, enough to get a look somewhere in the States next year. You're saying that as a question? Yeah. Um, see, I, I saw the rankings you, you shared, Richie. Yeah, he was one of the most... He was like uh, the best player not in the NBA. Yeah. I'm trying to think... It, because I'm just saying, trying to give his contract situation in Spain. Because um, he signed a two-year deal. I can't remember if it was for this year and next or for last year in this past season. Um, I don't know. Like, he was really good. Average 16 points, essentially five assists, five rebounds. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. But, like, he's done well you know, playing in Spain the last two years. So. I mean, okay. that's, that's always an option. And guys stay in Europe and just make good money and are successful. And I mean, he obviously speaks the language. Richie's Crazy Monday continues here in a minute. we got to let him go. He's off to uh, football where he'll talk to, hey, Mike Small and Brett Bielema and a bunch of coordinators, right, today. Any yeah. closing thoughts about basketball, Scotty? Um, just like two kind of recruiting tidbits. Um, the – field for the Washington Tournament of Champions is set and like like go to, to Washington if you're an Illinois fan because there are a bunch of Illinois targets and you guys with offers that are playing um, just quickly um, you got class 2026 wing Jacob Lanier out of Arkansas um, Evansville Wrights in Indiana Reitz 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 my bad uh, Jalen Mitchell class of 2027 that'd be a freshman high school has an offer his teammate Braylon Langley uh, does not have an offer yet, but he's visiting this weekend. Might get one. Um, you never know. Uh, Wauwatosa West out of Wisconsin, uh, 2025 center Kai Rogers. Uh, Vashon uh, out of Missouri. Uh, Nicholas Randall is in class 2025. Uh, Lawrence North, uh, 2025 guard Xavier Robinson, who is visiting this weekend, I think. Either this weekend or for the Nebraska game. Can't remember. Um, he's playing in it, and then North Tampa Christian, twenty twenty six forward Tony Bryant. Mm. So, like, worth your time to spend your Thanksgiving week in Washington. Yeah, and, it's a great tournament. Always, yeah, has always brought really good talent in. Um, like, I think Zion Williamson played there. I run, might have just made that up. I don't remember know. Kenny Reitz, third baseman for the Cardinals. I don't. Oh boy. And then just one new offer for Illinois. It was yesterday. In fact, um, Davion Thompson uh, is a 2027 guard. He has not yet played a single game of high school basketball, but he's in state. Plays for Bolingbroke. Um, really good as a middle schooler. I mean, like, because he played at Bowling. Was he? Yeah, he played at Bolingbroke, Bolingbroke Brooks, eighth grade, as a seventh grader and as an eighth grader. They went 45 and 2, won a state title, and finished second once. Hmm. Last this past season's class four A, eighth grade state championship game, mm. 
team lost, he scored 48 points. <laughs> 48 of their 50, or 56. That's pretty good. All right, that one I buy. Yeah, 48 <laughs> points. He had, he had games of 30, 35, and 48 in the state <laughs> tournament. So That's awesome. Yeah, but like he kind of showed out a little bit you know, this summer at the Riverside Brookfield shootout, you know, kind of getting his first run with the, the high school team. So uh, an interesting player to watch. He's already uh, – his first offer, in fact, was EIU. But uh, he got Illinois offer – an Illinois offer and a Washington offer yesterday. So That's great. Immediately jumping to the high major level. Again, as a high school freshman guard who has yet to play a single game That's of high school great. basketball. Scott Ritchie knows it all from college volleyball and football and golf and basketball to – the IESA beat. Yeah, I, I, did you have a beard as an eighth grader? Did Scott I have Ritchie? a beard? No. Okay. That didn't really come in until college. Hmm. High school, a little bit. Okay. Now it's glorious. Now we got to let you go. Scott's too busy. He's he's big time and he says, I got to get out of the podcast booth now. Anyway, great stuff as always, Scott. We'll uh, eventually have some more basketball to talk about here in about 50 days. Can't wait for that. We'll talk to you next Monday.